Welcome to Market Proof Marketing, the podcast from the marketing minds at Do Convert, where we talk about the current state of all things digital and how they impact home builders and developers around the globe. We're not here to sell you. We're here to help you and try to elevate the conversation. I'm Andrew Peake, and with me today are two very special guests, Mike Lyon and Jen Barkin. Yay! Yay! I'm so excited. (laughs) It's been, this will be my story time, but it's been, when were we in Phoenix for the Online Sales Academy? February, oh, right? first week? That was March. March. Yeah, the first oh, week March. of March. See, I don't and even that know. Was, that was when we surveyed the people who came and everybody was like, Corona, what virus? Yeah. Whatever. This is fine. And literally, it was like a week later. It I all think, was a week later. Crazy. I think Thais and I were the only ones that were a little bit aware and had brought masks. Oh, aware. To, yeah. Here we go. Oh, Here we go. <laughs> aware and, and brought masks on the plane. But yeah, it was crazy. It was like the next week, it just, just the bottom fell yeah, out for sure. It did. And I, I had a cruise planned and everything. We went, we went and changed that because we didn't want to have to be quarantined on a cruise ship and all that. Who knows what would have happened? Yeah. I was just thinking about that. Yeah. It has been some time. And, some, and before that, we had the, uh, at the builder show that was, it seems so long ago with, with all this going on, but listen, Andrew, I'm with you in spirit. Always. You're with always, <laughs> always. I know. I know. But that, yeah, that'll lead me to my quick little story time was, so I was at the online sales academy, you know, for OSCs. Yes. I never, ever, ever working at a builder or ever, ever, ever being anything with online sales. Like I was two days immersed in it. And for me as a marketer, I'm like, oh, this is really valuable. I feel like I kind of know what their day looks like, which unless I did that and saw the details as far as like them being trained, like, I don't know if I really understood like or have have empathy i guess that might be the better word because i understood what they do like oh there's what they do they pick up the phone they need to be fast to it they make appointments that's their goal right they need to do all these things but the empathy of like the emotions behind everything this day in day out it's a lot of work tons and tons of work so it was to me like that was my biggest takeaway from it was like oh until you're doing it like you don't really know like mm-hmm. what that person feels like and then the value i think that i think there's there's like a hidden gem somewhere. Like if you could have a marketing team and the online sales team be like best buddies and like going out to lunch all the time and dinner and like hanging out all the time, I think there could be this like cohesive like advantage that they could have over over right. other builders. Here's the solution. Marketers just need to manage leads they for do. a couple of days. That's right. Mm-hmm. And well, then, that's, that's a good point. You know, there's business consultants that go in and one of the biggest things that come away with is, hey, everybody, you all need to cross tra- train in each other's positions because you have no clue what each other does. Mm-hmm. And so it's even worse in the building industry. Marketing and sales, even though it's getting better, has always been a little bit at odds, right? Marketing says, mm-hmm. what, what's wrong with you guys? Work the leads. What do you do all day? What do you do all day? <laughs> and salespeople go, what do you do all day? Sitting there doing arts and crafts with your headphones <laughs> on listening to John Mayer or whatever. John Mayer. And so that's gotten better. But even still, like on the fringe or, oh, but then there's an online sales academy teaching people how to convert leads. Oh, yeah, there's a person who converts leads. That's interesting. Those are the leads that we buy for them. So it is definitely getting better. But it's definitely, you know, Andrew, it's a perfect example. You work with us day in and day out and you still mm-hmm. learn things. Mm-hmm. And developed empathy for a position that is half of our business at Do You Convert? Yeah, so, yeah. I was shocked. I was like, should I be embarrassed? Like, 
no, no, no. It wasn't no, like no. I didn't. It wasn't like a like I didn't know. It was just like oh, like I, I could. I feel like what they could be like if I'm like, hey, if I'm asking a question out to any OSC yeah. that we work with, I feel like I can frame it better or actually ask the better question. Well, that's her, what you said to like, do this. Yeah. What you said about, I didn't know. I, I, you said, I did know you probably didn't know, but now you understand. Yeah. Like there's the difference between knowing and understanding and that's, mm-hmm. you know, Jen, Jen will preach it. I'll preach it all day long. Spend a day in, in their seat, take a mm-hmm. couple phone calls, manage leads, work a weekend. Cause work I, the, I'm, I'm a firm yeah, believer that they're one. some of the hardest working people in show business are yes, the sir. online sales specialists. So represent out there all you online 100%. sales specialists. So 100%. that's good. We're glad we're glad you were yeah. there. You you definitely clutched awesome. up the joint. It was awesome. It was my it was last awesome. getaway before all this and hopefully we'll be getting out soon somewhere soon. Jen, what do yeah. you what do you have? What do you got going on? Well the saga of my painting slash siding project <laughs> is is continuing. Oh I talked about this on the last podcast and I was so excited oh about the ser- customer service I got. Well submitted an inquiry online for a siding company or like a renovation type of company, mm-hmm. no auto response, no email, no phone call, no contact. Two days later, the person, the company shows up at my door. Oh, completely, geez. <laughs> just, just <laughs> got right to the, yeah, just no, no interaction, just got right to the appointment, showed up at my door. You know, I'm completely not prepared for this, for this meeting. Um, I go outside, I walk through, I tell them everything I want, go through the whole discovery qualifying process, right? He says, it seems like your husband is not available. How about I come oh back? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Are you, yeah after yeah. you just explained everything, after right? After I like just went through everything. Okay? The whole thing. He oh goes, how about I come back at a, at a better time when you're both available to discuss this? Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, yeah, since I wasn't prepared that you were even showing up today. Sure. How about Saturday? Great. Leaves the house. Saturday, a new set of people come. Oh Not the gosh. same guy. Yeah, new set of people come. <laughs> and guess what? They had no clue about anything that I had already told gentleman number one about. Oh, no. So I had to go through the whole process again. Jen, Jen was he a gentleman? Was yeah, he? Yeah, he was a gentleman. He was okay. a gentleman. He was a gentleman. So I go through this whole thing. We sit down. And he says to me, what's, what's the most important thing that you're looking for when you're, you know, considering a a builder or somebody to do these renovations? And I said, trust and customer service. Those are two big things for me. And he goes, okay, where's your husband? So we can go ahead and discuss, you know, the next steps. And I said, my husband will not be involved in this part. I'm getting the information when I'm ready to make a decision we'll discuss it and then I'll let you know. And he goes, well, we can't move further. Oh my gosh. Um, we can't discuss anything Man, further with you. This is so And bad. I said, well, then I guess we're done now because this is how, um, it, it, this is how it needs to go for us. This is how I do all the discovery work here. And so he said, well, okay. I, he goes, how about this? When you're ready, call me back. So needless to say, I was, totally nope. disgusted right oh. and and just over it so two days later somebody from their office is calling me hmm. i'm disgusted i don't answer next day somebody calls me next day somebody's calling me so i finally answer because then i had decided i was going to let them know 
how. Let them have it. Yeah, yeah I was going to let them have it. Mm-hmm. And she said, wanted to see how your experience with us was. And I said, well, it was not great. And she said, okay, well, if we can be of help in the future, let me know. Click. Didn't mm-hmm. ask. Didn't even care. Why? Didn't ask anything. And so after I had a chance to calm down and, and reflect on this, you know, I just want I just want us as, as an industry to understand how important the the online upfront process is, you know, because having, you know, I said I submitted the inquiry and then I'm going, did anybody get it? It was crickets. Did my inquiry go through? Like, is anybody out there? And so having an online sales specialist in place is so important so that you have that immediate response. And then for them to just show up and then not communicate anything that I had already told them. So then I was thinking about our on-site sales team and how important it is for them to prepare for the appointments that are being set for them, you know, so that the customer doesn't have to go through the same conversation that they already had with the online sales specialist. Um, And then, you know, the follow-up afterwards, you know, our process is you've got to follow up after the appointment to see how things go and ask those questions and to see how the experience was. And it just, it just failed on all (laughs) aspects. And I'm thinking, I told you that these two things were so important to me and you like totally failed in both areas. So anyway, it was, it's been an interesting process to say yeah. the least. I still don't have my house painted. And that I sounds awful. Oh my. That's... My suggestion yeah. was go, go do it yourself, Jen. You'll probably get it done quicker. You know, yeah. I know there's people out there listening right now in the audience. If you're listening to this going, oh, we do this. Like we're good. We're not that. And my question to everybody always is, do you do that every time? Mm. Because the builders who are doing anything right now are getting high volumes of leads, a lot of appointments. And so it's not just doing it well, it's doing it well consistently. Yeah. I think that's an important thing to take away from that. Yeah, absolutely. Are y'all seeing any bad habits creep up as we're getting busier and busier? Like, is there any common? Oh, well, how about let's just save this for the, for the survey (laughs) results. We'll do that. We'll do that. Oh yeah. I'll add 30 seconds. Sorry onto this. I signed up for a trial of a CRM that I, that was interesting. I won't say the name out loud because I have no idea about them, but I got a bomb bomb. I got a hey. call. I'm like, what in the world? So I'll send it to you via Slack. But I'm like, what is this? This is, a, this is, this is really cool. Like, I love that's it. Really, that's interesting. Uh, so that's kind of goes to my story time. So everybody has probably been hearing record low interest rates, right? So I bought my house a year ago. It was at 4%. I hear they're down to three. It's like, okay, I'm going to do this. And a friend of mine told me where he got a refinance and I'm, I didn't believe him. So do you guys want to guess where I went to go get my home refinance? Andrew, I'll start with you. Do you know you get one guess? Oh, geez. Um, I don't, not a bank. <laughs> not a bank. <laughs> like you started somewhere weird. I'm not looking at the show notes because then that's cheating. I have no idea if it's not a bank. I don't, I don't yeah. know. I have so, no idea. When I ask everybody this question, as I'm telling this, they go, oh, Rocket Mortgage, Quicken Loans, whatever. That's Lending what I was going to say, Rocket, yeah. Something nope. not usual. My friends, it was Costco. Oh, Costco. Got some cash. Because why not? Point. Which, that blows my mind. Because why you, not? I heard you say that. <laughs> you can get everything else at Costco. But essentially what it was, was if you're a certain member, they 
you know, their rates are in line, I'm sure, with everybody else. It's kind of lending tree-ish, but their fees on top of it is $175 fee, where normally that could be six, seven to $1,000. They, it's remarkably low. So I didn't believe it. My friend said, I didn't either. We both had our mortgages with the same person. And he goes, that bank that we're at couldn't touch it. I said, okay, I'm doing it. Here's what was interesting. I go online. I watch how all this stuff works. You go and you fill out basically a form. Then you can select up to three lenders. They all have their rates displayed, similar to LendingTree. I go fill out the form and I go, okay, here we go. We'll see what happens. No joke. Five seconds after I hit submit, someone was calling. Interesting. Wow. 10 seconds out late, you know, dear, why I'm on the phone with this person, the other person's calling. The third person, we'll talk about that here in a second. So right off the bat, immediate response. Okay. So I called the second guy that called, that called me. I got a rate quote from the first one. I got a rate quote from the second person. They were pretty close, but the first one had some credits. And then the third person, Mutual of Omaha, I'll say that on the air, never called. They just said, we're so overwhelmed right now with stuff. We will be getting to you. If you have any questions, let us know. And then went through a drip campaign. He finally called like a week later. So he was out of the running anyway. Whatever, you're gone. Yeah. These, these first two people, it was amazing. It was just absolutely amazing, the speed, and then watching what they had in their systems on the back end to stay in touch with you. But at the end of the day, there were two different lenders that the rates were basically the same, and I picked the one who came first. Just yesterday, the second person called and said, did you get taken care of on your mortgage? I said, I did. I go, what are your rates though? I'm just interested. And he goes, well, they're the same as before, but now we've got a credit. I go, oh, that's interesting. That's the credit they were giving me two weeks ago. And he goes, yeah. But their follow-up, was like, I sat back and I was like, oh, this is fun to watch. The speed was amazing. They're, they were articulating things well. And, you know, those are for refinan- refinances. They're not getting paid a whole lot, but they, they were on top of it. The other weird takeaway too, not weird, but interesting thing to think about. They're not only like an online sales specialist for mortgages. They're processing a good chunk of the work on the deal. So they're doing... Mm. Almost two jobs, hmm. right? So, no excuses. They're taking it. They're we taking it pretty excuses. far. They're taking yes. it pretty far down. Absolutely. The, the path. I do have a question for you. When they first reached out to you, that immediate response. Did you yeah. answer the phone? I answered the phone. Okay, good. Because I'm it was like, so fast. Yeah, like you were already like, in the mode. Oh, I was there. I'm. I'm listen. Okay. I have hour chunks of day. So right. if I submitted something and someone's calling right away, I was like, "There's no way." And I pick up the phone, and she goes. Hi, this is Christy Puckett with Strong Mortgage. And I'm like, I go, you win. The first thing I said, I go, you know, I train people on this all day long. I think you're breaking records right now. So you've you've got my attention. Do you think she was using, what are they called? An auto dialer? Like, I don't care what she was using. She she got back to me right away. And she doesn't even. This could be some kind of wizardry. I don't know. The fact that she dialed it, like literally, I mean, I'm not joking, five, five seconds. Boom, pop up. So yeah, there's definitely telephony tools that allow you to get a pop up where the lead submitted, mm-hmm. the, the, the phone oh. starts ringing, they say, connect me. Yeah. That's nice. That's like, to me, I'm not that person out, like I could not be an OC, like, cause I, I don't mind making phone calls. I don't mind talking, obviously doing the podcast and everything, but just the, like, I'll have to call someone. Like <laughs> yeah. resistance, like <laughs> to right. that, I'm sure. There's like some online sales people that are the same way. Yeah. That is crazy <laughs> to me. That is crazy. Like, and she's got like, calling of course she's like calling 
my close rate is this. All right, do this for eight hours today and I'll make this much money. As far as that'd be the only way I could justify doing that type of work in my my brain. Just wow. well, you'd play the yeah, numbers game. Hey, Andrew, fine. you're you're not hired. So I'm good thing hired. you're an ad doctor. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. Man, that is crazy. That's super cool though. Yep, that's my story. Costco. I'm gonna look at Costco. Okay. Go look at Costco, everybody. Go get some I'll mayonnaise. <laughs> and go get some Snickers for 72 years, Monster Energy drinks for six months, and a mortgage. And a mortgage. Not bad. Not bad. All right. Well, let's move on to the news. The uh, The first one here from Redfin, which I they have some great articles, by the way. I don't know if you guys check on theirs or if they make your news feed or not. But home buying, some of this is, I feel like it's so obvious. Each week, there's a new version of this home buying demand up 22% after seven straight weeks of increases. Shortest of homes for sale drives prices up 7%. Right. Yep. And what this is, I'll just, I mean, I think it's great news, but we can skew statistics however we want. So I think this is cool to see the demand is up and we're definitely seeing that in markets, but this is like a weird little mini bubble. Mm -hmm. What we tell our builders is you're going to see home buying up because people weren't putting their homes on the market. They were staying put. They were refining at Costco. So the used stuff isn't moving, new is out there. And yes, if we're in a place where supply is low, your pricing will be driven up. Plus the fact that like this interest rate is so good. Yeah, it's a little bit more expensive, but I get to move or I have to move. I think we're going to sell through that. And then it might settle down after this, but I love good news. It defies all odds and I'm super excited. So home builders keep selling. Yeah, enjoy it now. Get everything you can, get those appointments, get those sales now and enjoy it while it's there. Do it. What's Kevin say? Make hay while the sun shines? Or is that your quote, Mike? That, yeah, that's, that, my... I, that's stolen from, I don't know, the <laughs> 1800s where you had to go. <laughs> you had to go cool. out there and, and get the harvest going while it was sunny outside or your get stuff was gonna going to get moldy. Just <laughs> one little ba- yeah. backstory. <laughs> one super interesting thing was small city and rural areas had five times more page views than big cities, just oh, yeah. comparing. So yeah, yeah, that's whether that's Liz, I heard I heard an article today talking about Oklahoma. They said blah blah blah, going to Oklahoma because the COVID, um, you know, related infections and deaths are super low there, and they, they, were. they were the first to open up. And so everybody's going, man, I don't want to stay in LA. No offense, no. LA. They're like, I'm going to Oklahoma. COVID doesn't exist. Plus, Tesla's coming. So you know, Tesla's that'll be coming. cool. We've, I've heard that from Texas. Market, yeah, absolutely. You know, you know, like, hey, we're. Nothing uh, is the same in Texas. Rules don't apply down there. Rules don't so apply. we're moving. <laughs> yeah, Florida. To Texas. Yeah, we're pretty much back to normal. So people, yeah. yeah, it's interesting seeing people post about that. Move to Florida. All right, good article. And this other one, this one's hot off the press. This is nice. So today oh, is, I like it. is Wednesday. <laughs> this was, I know this was published today. Like as we're recording this, like an hour ago. So it'll be in the show notes. But I'll I'll quickly just go over it. And Facebook titled this, it's a long title, Good Questions, Real Answers. How does Facebook use machine learning to deliver ads? And they really break it down for you in case you did not understand it before. But essentially, you have your total value of your ad. So you have your ad bid. You have the estimated action rate, which is how likely is Andrew, Jen, or Mike to complete the action that we as the advertisers want that person to do. And then we have our ad quality and all those add up to the total value of our ad. So like think of just, there's a number assigned to our ad, the value compared to other ads, they have their own number and whoever has the highest number, they get shown first and more often at a lower price. So the article explains it in much more detail, but I'm like, oh, they finally are saying some more things that make 
sense to normal people versus some sometimes I'll put articles out that are like, what are you even saying? I don't know. That's, you didn't say, you that, didn't say anything. Yeah, Jen, isn't that interesting? That's amazing. <laughs> you know, as he was talking, I was thinking, I know how Andrew felt at the online sales academy. <laughs> 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 well, terrible terrible i, I will i want to i want to add a little color and to that which is so andrew's nerding out about how ads are delivered <laughs> in my mind i'm trying to pay close attention right, right. jen drifted off yeah. you know she's thinking Sleeping. about how to get her house painted yeah. yep <laughs> but what does this mean for the the connection i think the connection piece is so important it's like okay great no matter how we get the leads though what happens with the lead after we receive them you know, what's the engagement level? Are they, if I call them in five seconds, will they answer? Are they going to move forward? And I think that's what makes the smart marketers out there so different is it's not just about how are leads delivered and how do, you know, how many do we get, but what happens with them after they're in our CRM? Exactly. I mean, none of that, none of it, Matt, I mean, we can get you Facebook leads all day long. I can get you 500 tomorrow. Yeah. It's not going to change your sales. Right, Andrew? I mean, if you're not yeah, the right well, ones, you're not going to change. Your Costco example, I'm sure the three companies are paying like a cost per lead to Costco because mm -hmm. they're the lead gen generator. Say it's $3 per refi lead or something. They're right. all paying $3 with totally different results. Was that the last one was Mutual Bank of Omaha? They, yeah, poor guy. Like, yeah, this is terrible. They're probably like, Costco's a scam. This is a ripoff. We're not making any money on this. Meanwhile, the other two companies are probably processing who knows how yeah. many different refinances a day. That's right. Making Tons of money. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Mutual Omaha goes, I don't even know why we're doing this. Strong Mortgage is like, I'm so glad Mutual of Omaha thinks these are terrible. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Stuff. Good stuff. All right. And that's it for the news. Guys, ready to get started on the recent, oh my goodness let's I've been, wait I, I've been, i couldn't sleep last night i was so excited to yeah, get on this podcast because too. jen i think you and i are are trying to race for who's been on the most that's not oh, a regular podcast <laughs> podcaster how many times have you been on jen three aha uh -huh. this is my fourth i'm just saying this is your fourth uh, I, I was gonna say i think it was your fourth i'm okay. just saying nice hmm. nice who wants to intro what we're talking about i'll because, do it i'll take i'll, I'll okay. take over this here today so the 360 topic of the week is spending a little bit more time talking through our survey that we do every year okay so the home builder follow-up survey is so important to our industry and what we do because we want to go out there and gauge what's happening in real time when marketers are creating leads and sending them off to their sales team or their online sales team so we do this every year. This year, we were excited to partner with Clear Evaluations, who does secret shopping and now has a Do You Convert certified Woo -woo. online sales shop. So nice. it's good to have a third party cross-checking all the data so we're not getting in there and trying to scare you with the statistics. I think a lot of people think we're making stuff up, but we swear we're not. <laughs> so we finished this up. Now, obviously, for those of you who listen to the webinar, don't Fast forward through this part, because I think it's important. We're going to talk about some more things. But if you attended the webinar, great. If you haven't, we're going to have links in the show notes to where you can go watch the 
virtual session where we talk about this, download the white paper and take it to your owner, boss, leader, salesperson and say, see, please, I need some more money for my online sales program because we got to do a better job. That's the goal of this. Now, don't check out though, because we want to talk about a couple of things. I'm going to go through it very quickly for those of you, if you're hearing this for the first time, I want to tell you what the report is, okay, and how we do it. So basically in normal times, which is definitely not 2020, we've been doing this since 2012. (laughs) We go on a builder's website. We create a fake shopper account. We give them an email address and a phone number, and we're tracking phone calls, texts, emails, anything, any kind of communication, it's all coming through. We've done this since 2012. We go directly to a builder's website. We go directly to a community page, and we fill out the form, and we provide all the information, including a phone number. And here was a request this year that Thais and the team were working on. So Thais Cuffey was the one really making all the magic happen on this. The request was this. We are looking at homes you have ready in the next few months. Is everything under construction listed on your site? Also, this is my cell, so feel free to text me too. Oh my goodness. Jen, how good of a lead is that? I mean, that's, it doesn't get better than that, folks. Jen, you were an online sales specialist. If you got a lead like that, what would you do if you got that in your inbox and in your CRM? I would pick up the phone and call immediately. I do what those painters did. I just show up at the house. <laughs> <laughs> I found you. Uh, like, hey, I would, I re- you know what? You know I reverse what, Mike? looked up your IP address and it's, you're coming with me. It's so good. I would call, email, and text. <laughs> at least, right? I call them an Uber and say, you're getting yeah. in this car and, and yeah. coming here. So, but the point is, folks, it's a softball. It's the mm-hmm. easiest lead that you have. It's the and, easiest lead a builder can convert. And we shopped within, you know, normal hours of like between 10 and 3, right, Mike? I mean, That's right. Was, you yeah, know. we're not doing this at 9 o'clock at night right. or 7 in the morning. This is right. normal business hours, best lead you can get, giving them full permission to text us and giving a phone number, which that only happens 30% of the time. So we're going to talk about the stats really quick. We're not going to get really deep into it. We're really going to give some color around it because you can go download the report and watch it later. but. We do this and we track it for 45 days and we want to see what happens. So what we want to talk about here is, first of all, what were the responses? Now, two things that came from this. This was a before COVID and a during COVID shop. We did something different. So we were doing that. We started the shop right before COVID when the market was hot and we went out there and submitted everything. So here's what we saw. 70% of the time, nobody called. 38% of the time, nobody emailed. 75% of the time, nobody texted. And 94% of the time, nobody sent a video email. Crazy. That's awful. I'm like, what? uh, Marketing side, I'm like, what are they doing then? I think the biggest shock for me, I was expecting the no phone call and the no email, but I think the biggest shock was the 75% no text. I know. Isn't that that the excuse we always hear, Jen, and why people don't pick up the phones? Because nobody answers the phone anymore. I'm just going to text them. Texting works great. Exactly. Yeah. Guys, it's a baloney (laughs) excuse of why they don't call. They're not texting either. I love you salespeople. I'm a salesperson. I love you online salespeople. So am I. The, The reality was you were busy. And we weren't paying attention to our leads. These results did not improve year over year. Right. It got worse because the market was better. Right. And then right. just to, just to you know, like clarify, this was before COVID happened that these results were yeah. before, before COVID. Yeah. This is, this is what happened. Is there any so, reason they don't text? Like, say is, that again? Is there any reason 
they not with these people, but like that. Are, is there any reason excuse any OSC is given to not texting? Yeah, Jim. What let's what excuses like, do you hear? And I'll tell the ones I hear. Not texting would be that it's like they're not sure because it's kind of personal. You know, okay. like same thing with phone. Like I don't want to. I'm bothering them. I don't know. Mm. I don't know if it's appropriate or not to text. But in this instance, we said text. text me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're all like text mental or call. mental excuses. Like yep. that yeah. Real. Okay. And the other yeah. one I he- I've seen in here, even in 2020, is well, we don't have a phone that texts. My phone is a personal phone. Mm-hmm. I don't want to start a text conversation. It's just easier for me to manage it if I call them. Email's easier if they really want to get back to me, and so it's a convenience thing for the for the salesperson or the online salesperson. They just don't have the tool to do it to where it's not blowing up their personal phone when they're at the lake on Saturday. But Andrew, we're hearing people say actually they're they are texting and they're not calling. So it's kind of like you know if you're not doing calling and you're not doing texting, then what's happening? I call Oscar Meyer. I call yeah. Oscar Meyer on that one. <laughs> Strange. Okay. Okay. So that's just kind of initial response. Just right. People actually responding. Then we looked at the speed. Remember how important it was from that Costco story. First phone call, the average was 2.3 days. First email, the average was 1.5 days. First text. Remember texting, you're supposed to be fast. Everybody says be fast because 98% of the time they're read and they're received and they're read within the first couple of minutes. The first text took an average of 2.9 days. That took the longest to send. So our response, actual response of something happening was bad. The speed was non-existent, non-existent. And it was just, it was not good, right? And so mm-hmm. we finished this shop. There's more data in the white paper and everything. We finished the shop and we go, we're going to go one step further. We're going to call people. We're going to get some qualitative conversations and talk through all that stuff. And then a pandemic hit, right? Mm-hmm. So that just stopped everything. And we go, well, this is going to skew the data because... It was one way before, now it's a different. So what we decided to do, we all huddled around and we said, do you convert? Get, get in close <laughs> via Slack. Let's, <laughs> let's talk. No breathing. We, well, what are we going to do about this? And we said, let's, why don't we do a, a COVID shop? Oh, It'll probably be the first and the last COVID shop we ever do. And so we go out and took a smaller sample size and because we had a hypothesis. Jen... What was the hypothesis? You know, what were we thinking was going to happen during COVID as things were going on lockdown and everybody was thinking the world was ending? What did, what did we yeah. think was going to happen? Well, I know what I thought. I thought that that things would be better because right. everything was hyper-focused on the online sales specialist rising to the occasion. You know, it's like it's go time. We're the first point of contact for everything coming in. So we've got to be on it. And so I was thinking things would be better for sure. Yeah. And we saw that we even had a shop going during COVID of our own clients. And it was the first time ever mm-hmm. get the cowbell out. It's the first time ever someone got extra credit. They scored 104. Way to go, Aaron. Yeah. Shout Aaron. out to Aaron. Okay. 104. So we usually the scores come in at 85-ish, 80 if you're doing a really good job. Sometimes it's 90. We've had some hundreds. This was the first one with 104. And she got so, bonus points for the level of personalization she did yeah. with her video and things like that. So that's how she. So yeah. we're going, well, that's what everybody's going to be like. This is going to be amazing. Our mm-hmm. hypothesis was, I'll tell you what will improve follow-up is a pandemic. That'll, that'll sharpen everybody up. So we go out there and we do another shop. 
Okay, here were the results. Marketers, pay attention. Leaders, if you're listening to this, stop everything you're doing, pull the car over, put your phone down, tell your kids to be quiet. This is important. <laughs> we didn't see much improvements. All right. The only thing that saw the drastic improvement was the amount of people sending video emails. It went up. It doubled, folks, from 6% to 12%. Of all, that's like the biggest commitment. Right. One, right. Phone, text, email, video. Yeah. Email. That's well, like what, what was surprising yeah. to me. Let's talk about the comparisons. Phone. Interesting. You know, 30% before COVID, 36% of the time during COVID. Mm-hmm. Right. So we only saw a 6% increase of people reaching out on the phone. Email, 62% versus 68%. We only saw a 6% increase right there. You know, we talked about video email. Texting didn't go up either. Texting was 25% before. Now it's 36% of the time people were texting. There just wasn't a dramatic change. There was a slight slight change of, of, you know, for the better. Like I think, you know, like the first phone call response time got better. You know, like response time and things like that. Yes, response time got better. I would hope because yeah. no one they didn't have anything else to do. Right. Yeah, yeah. So the phone, the first phone response. That's a good point, Jen. Not just looking at who's responding, but response um, time in in all areas got better. That's right. So yeah. speed of the response went up five hours this time by phone, ten hours by email, and one point nine days by text. Poor texting. <laughs> but guys, I'm I'm telling you some of this. I look at the differences. It could almost be a rounding error, and mm-hmm. that blew our mind. So, you know, we, we learned some lessons from this, but this is what kept, I want to, first of all, I want to ask you, Andrew, why do you think we didn't see improvements um, in the COVID shot? What do you think is wrong? So I, I, two guesses, one, maybe the person who is tasked to handle leads could have changed and maybe their work environment is not stable. Like if they're from home. And then I think the other one could be if they, depending on their leadership, maybe they have a more n- negative outlook. Like okay. just during the whole COVID thing, it was you had positive people and negative people, like mm. regardless of the data. And so maybe they're like, no one's going to buy right now. This is a waste of time. Like my uh, salary's in half. Like I'm not answering the f- phone like, uh, or whatever. Who knows? Um, I haven't heard that one yet. So I, they, were in a, they were in an emotional, mental they were state like, that was I'm done. ready yeah. for. Yeah. Mm, huh. yeah. That's a good point. Jen, what do you think? I think uh, a couple things. One, you know, the shift to working from home with children and also, you know, doing algebra while trying to (laughs) manage leads. It's just really hard. I mean, it's just impossible to have really good results when you have so much going on around you to do this job and to focus on it. Right. And then I think the sheer amount of leads that just were flowing into the online sales specialist. It just was, you know, unprecedented because every, you know, walk-in traffic was hijacked (laughs) over into online sales. And so Mm -hmm. you take a busy online sales specialist already, and then you pile on walk-in traffic on top of that because they're the only source of contact. I think it just totally, they just were drowning. And I just don't think that they could, get they had to pick and choose what they could do and maybe not do their whole follow-up process yeah which makes the video email so weird to me like i just don't get that one that one doubled right here i think that one doubled. well i think we were all talking about video 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 zoom Uh, video virtual this virtual that so they're like i gotta do it now but still it's only 12 percent 
here's my two theories. One, kind of similar to what you guys were saying. I think that online sales specialists had to do more selling and selling takes longer over the phone and email. So that could have mm. bogged it down. Mm-hmm. And then the second thing is, honestly, I just think the systems were probably broken before and they didn't get fixed in 30 days. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, leads not being received, website not working, CRM not notifying them, not going to the right spot, whatever it is. Right. But at the end of the day, customers don't know any of that. They just know nobody called them back. Right. Right? That's right. So care. there's a lot of lessons that builders can learn from this. Our encouragement and do you convert? And, you know, this is market proof marketing podcast marketers. You are flushing your dollars down the toilet if you mm-hmm. don't manage leads. Mm-hmm. You can advertise everywhere, but if a lead isn't managed, a lead disappears. It's like if a tree falls in a forest, does anybody hear it? You know, if a lead goes unmanaged, did the marketer ever get it? Oh, yeah. that's a good one. Put that that's on a, a t-shirt there, yeah. and it, Andrew. And it all, I had a call like an hour and a half before this. And all the questions pointed to feedback, like the answers to the questions, like, well, we need feedback from what actually happens after the leads to where we can shift budget to. Like yes. as, as far as like everything yeah. was leading towards like that comes from you guys, the marketers, and then that could be conveyed to us and we could help you make these changes. But it all is sales and leads and appointment dependent versus like, yeah. oh, let's look at mm-hmm. the click-through rate and the cost per click. Like that doesn't right. really matter. That could help us get us there more efficiently, but... If yeah. the leads aren't there being managed and whatnot, then yeah, that doesn't really matter. So here's here's the thing. Like we don't want to get on here and poo-poo on everybody's parade. <laughs> the bad news is builders still are terrible at following up with leads. The good news is even in a pandemic, you have opportunity to just crush it. Yeah. Because, you know, the mutual of Omaha's or the builder X down the street don't care about your leads the way that you can. But you have to have a concerted effort. Here's the funniest thing in the webinar. Someone at the end, I forget who it was, asked, goes, hey, could you please go in and look to see if we were shopped and then send us our data? And I said, I could, or you could spend a little bit of money and shop your own team. Like, why you shop everybody else. You shop all your on-site people. Why are you not shopping your online sales? Yes, I'm shaming everybody listening to this. If you haven't done a secret shop to your online sales specialist, you need to. Because you don't know how this whole picture looks until you do that. You've got to be measuring this. You've got to be looking at it. You cannot just be assuming by what's coming out of the end of the report of, oh, they got 30 appointments. Everything's great. What if they could have gotten 45? Mm-hmm. If they're not doing follow-up and they're getting 30, if they do follow-up, it could double. If they do yeah. it right, it could go up even more than that. And so right now, businesses know, and it's becoming extremely apparent you know, COVID and the pandemic exposed the the cracks mm-hmm. in the organization. And so it didn't create any cracks in, in a program that wasn't set up. It just said, hey, wow, we weren't really set up and ready for this. Yeah. So now we've kind of got a little quick little reset button and sales are coming in. What I just want to encourage all the builders out there is like, don't sit back and go, yay, it's back to normal. Are we had our best month in May? Because everybody did. Take advantage of this and get your process set up correctly. So that when the next round comes, when the next economic crap comes down the pike, you're ready for it and you can gain market share. Yeah. Right. And yeah. And I, I just want to add if they're, you know, for online sales specialists listening, listening to and for, for leadership listening, 
you know, what COVID did too, it exposed the cracks, but it also, it shed a light on everything that the online sales specialist um, has to do in the organization. And so, you know, I just encourage you to, you know, not look at this as uh, a negative thing, but look at this as, okay, there's opportunity here for us to do better and to improve. And maybe we need to staff up, you know, if if our customers are not Mm -hmm. being taken care of, if they're waiting, you know, five hours, 10 hours, one and a half days to be responded to, then that's a problem. And it's not like your online sales specialist is terrible. It's like, maybe they have too many leads and we, they need another, you need another team member. You know, I always think about when I worked at Rosenwomble and we had, you know, an onsite sales agent that couldn't handle the walk-in traffic, couldn't take care of the customers already in the pipeline, couldn't do selections. You know, they just were spread too thin. Immediately, what we would do in, in leadership is say, they need a, a backup. They need an assistant. They need a hostess. And so, because we never, we don't want the customer experience to suffer. Right. So I think we need That's to think point. about that for, I mean, online sales, they're the first point of contact for your organization. So you may need to staff up to meet the the demands and, and the leads that you have coming in. I think, um, you know, there's a, there's a couple of other takeaways that came out of this, but the one I, I want to just highlight too, I was talking with Rich Binsaka over there at Professional Builder. He's the editor in chief and he was going, Hey, how can we get this you know information out to our, our readers? Because it's just so important. He goes, what do you, what, what is the difference? Like, are there any builders doing it good? Are there any builders doing it right? I said, absolutely. That's what's interesting. It's like the ones that are doing it right are doing it really right. Mm-hmm. And then the ones that are doing it bad are kind of skewing all the stats. There's not a lot of in between. Right. It's either really, really good or not so great. And so, yes, the negative side of this is we've got some room to improve as an industry. But it, the positive thing is it's so easy to stand out. I think right. it, it gives us a, it's a huge opportunity. So Jen's right, you know, staff up. COVID really accelerated what was happening anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, we're going to see online sales teams grow. We're going to see you know, more and more people reaching out first, just even with comfort level in the meantime of not wanting to get out. Should I get out? Can I get out? Let me get as much information as I can and then I'll go out. So it's going to increase the capacity, you know, the capacity needed by the online sales program. But I really do want to say that even people getting shopped that don't have a great shop, sometimes it's just a problem with the program, not the person. Yes. Yes. It's not like they don't want to answer the phone. They can't answer the phone because they're so busy. Right. It's and, not like they don't want to send a video email. Their company won't pay for video email for them. Right. Mm. And, so. you know, I think it's important too for, you know, marketers to, you know, why it's important for them to be so in tune with online sales and, and vice versa is before marketing, you know, layers on another type of lead source, making sure that the online sales specialist's first priorities are taken care of. It's That's like right. you don't need to be managing Facebook comments if you're not able to answer your phone. You know, like, oh, yeah. you know, there's 100%. there's some things like that. Like, you know, y- your first priority is is response time to new leads and picking up your phone and doing all these things. But, you know, then we say, why, why aren't you responding to, um, yeah. you know, a Facebook comment or a Facebook, you know, things like that. So or a chat. Well, and Jen, know. what about the one from today where we had uh, we're hiring for a company? 
And he emails back. He goes, sorry, it's been so slow. We've got a lot of change in leadership. The, the CEO says he wants to make sure that the online sales specialist's job description is rewritten because they'll be managing Mark systems and yeah. setting up our backend system and helping with that. And it's like, no, 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 please, no, no. No, please no. Okay. Not yeah. a good idea. That is only be an hour a day. It's like, well, you've obviously never worked with a ERP. Right. It's not going to be an hour a day. And so we see that all the time. Let's just put it in the jump drawer right. position, which is online sales. So give it to them. They'll do anything. They're internet people. Hmm. So yeah, <laughs> we just want to, we want to encourage you guys. There's, but treat this, hold this in higher regard, hold this position in higher regard if it's done right. And so I guess that's the last thing I want to say before we move on to and wrap things up is, okay, Mike, you showed us, tells us what's wrong. What does right look like? Here's what right looks like. So write this down, pull over. Make a mental note, re-listen to it when you get home. We're at the 45-minute mark. You can fast forward to it. Here we go. Right looks like this. You have a speed of response. It needs to be within five minutes or less. If you're within one minute, you win every time. You got to have persistence with your follow-up, meaning you don't just follow up once and then you're done. You need to follow up seven to nine times with a variety of communication. That frequency looks like emails, text messages, phone calls, and video emails. Over the first 30 days, there's seven to nine touch points. And then from a prospecting perspective, we'll say that 10 times fast, you need to make sure you're emailing and calling every single month until the buyer says, leave me alone. I don't like you, Mutual of Omaha. I guess we'll never get them as a sponsor on this podcast. <laughs> um, we won't. <laughs> but but that's what, that's what good follow-up looks like. It's very straightforward, but it is not easy. Yeah, I mean... You know, we saw in the in the survey, only five percent of the builders had over you know two plus emails, uh, one mm-hmm. plus calls, and one plus text. Only five percent had that communication that we recommend. Right, it's crazy. So it's it's easy to win this game, to win this fight, if you just do you know what Mike is saying and and be consistent with your follow up and your response. Yes, and okay, yeah. so let's wrap it up. Um, that's our survey. Again, big thanks to Clear Evaluations. Like we say at the beginning of the podcast, we're here to help you, not sell you. I do want to sell you something though. Go buy a shop for yourself. That's really to help you and help you understand. Don't sit there and wait till next year and hope that you get shot by us and then ask us for the results. You can go get shop tomorrow and get these same type of results back to you and use it as a good congratulations, a good training opportunity, good coaching opportunity in a way to just expose the good and potentially the things that need to be improved with your online sales program. So we spent a lot of time developing that with them and we wanted to give it to the industry to make sure that you guys have good benchmarks to use. And if you have any questions on that, feel free to reach out. Andrew, let's, uh, let's close it out for the day. Yeah, let's close it out. We'll uh, wrap up the question of the week real quick. Yeah. Uh, last week's question of the week was how do you handle sold out communities on your website? Most of the answers were they remove them completely. And I'll read a few comments on here. This one's from Renee. For really old communities, we'll remove them, but a recently sold out, we'll reroute them to a similar community or price point. Oh, that's good. That's that's good. That's good. Uh, Kevin, he said, I'm a, not our Kevin. Kevin, I'm a believer in keeping everything simple and relevant, reduce clutter on your site, and make the stuff that is sellable, findable. Um, yeah, that, one, that one's mixed. I think it depends on the size of the builder and how many communities you have in that market. Kind of if you're, if you're building and there's 15, 20 communities in a given market, say Charlotte or something, and then you're selling out, they could look quite cluttered. I do agree with that. 
So Andrew, I, I have a, I have a technical question, a, a mm-hmm. nerdy question. I think, th- and then I'll talk about the psychology on this one. First of all, from a, from SEO perspective, isn't it better to keep content up, even if it's not directly, you know, cluttering up a menu, but it's there. Like you yes. don't want to get rid of a page, right? A hundred percent. I think they need to keep it up as long. I don't even know. I guess I would think forever. forever it's fine. Yeah. If people are driving by and that sign is still there and then they search it, I think it's a credibility. Th- I've never been a builder, worked at a builder, but I think it's a good, cool credibility thing. Like, oh, you're in that area. You've built 50 communities in this yeah. town. Like, and that's awesome. And that's, that's where I think from a, from a, a proof standpoint, it's not like, hey, here's what we're doing. There's also, here's what we've done. Yes, we're building 10 communities now, but we've built 100 communities before. Mm-hmm. That's definite yeah. credibility. Yeah, I was going to say street cred. That's yeah. a street cred. But they don't need to be like, if you click on like the find your new home or find community. No, no, that, no. Right there. That's that's not what I mean. But they should but be a on link, the site. A but link hidden. that says our past communities. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Or, or, or there's a lot of uh, condo developers and, and mixed use. They They don't hide theirs. So I think if you were to look at those, types of developers they yeah keep them on their site for quite some interesting time. yeah i like Big that pretty buildings yeah it's good but I, again this is all like it seems like it's web developer dependent on what their default is and then if you want to pay them to do something different so that's where i think most people do end up having it removed off their site because that's the default action of their no oh, just website. the structure yeah just the structure sense. they're just a victim to it even though it's like not ideal so that's yeah good Good answers. Good answers. New question of the week. I don't know if we have one yet. Do you have anything in mind, Mike or Jen? Oh, I can always ask questions, Jen. What, what from a marketing perspective? Oh, here's the question of the week. How many of you, how many marketers have actually spent more than a day managing leads? Ooh, ooh, ooh. How about that I like one? That. I like that. I like that. More, and so not, I mean, like more than a whole day, more than 24 hours. Yes. And more than mm-hmm. when I visited a builder, this was a, I think it was two years ago. I did four calls. That doesn't count. <laughs> I was there. It was like, Aww, isn't that cute? Isn't it that was, cute, Jen? It was you cute. did four calls. And they, were like, they were like Hail Mary like <laughs> calls too. Like this, it was, I'm like, this is funny. This is great. But, oh, cold calling. They were just precious. some cold calls. Yeah, they were. Bless, yeah, bless your good heart. Job. Good job. Good job, Andrew. buddy. Good job. I got them done for the next 10 years. Yeah, no, that's that's a good one. How many marketers have spent more than twenty four hours managing leads? Yep. All right. And what were the results? Did you? Did anybody set an appointment? That's the other one. So, like, yeah, I did it, man. I did it for three days. How'd it go? I mean, terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I made four calls. <laughs> I made four calls. One person answered. Oh, we love our oh, marketers. Man. P.S. I know we joke around, but we love you. Absolutely. All right. Well, that will do it for published articles, blog posts, videos, and more. Check out deconvert.com. It's also the best way to find out how to connect with us on Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and everywhere else we are. See ya. Thank you. Bye. Bye.